happy winter season to all our listeners out there. And if you're listening to this six months from now, have an awesome summer. I'm Richard. I'm Carl. And, well, I mean, definitely winter right now. Maybe if I say this enough, it'll be winter whenever you listen to this. I mean, if you just make it hail in, like, July and Tijuana, kudos. (laughs) Uh, That sounds like it'd be awful. Like the time that it snowed in Egypt and people there died because their houses are just not prepared for that kind of weather. And with that jolly note to start our seasonal special, welcome to (laughs) Richard and Carl Presents Deep Space and Dragons. And this week we will be talking Christmas or Great Pumpkins or whatever non-dimensional seasonal holidays we find ourselves watching in the media. So, before we begin, what's new in the Carlverse? Oh, um, you're allowed well, to just say nothing if just literally nothing has happened. I'll accept that answer. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I do live in Saskatchewan, and, and uh, there's there's not really much much going on around here. I did. I watched a comedy special. Uh, a, a Canadian comedy special, and he was he was laughing about how there's joking about how there's nothing in Saskatchewan, you know, classic joke. And like, oh, you know, my buddy's life wife left him. He saw him for, for saw her walk away for four days. <laughs> uh, but then he actually actually he did a, a somewhat funny bit where he was like, yeah, you know, I went to the store, and uh, I uh, saw some some buns, and they were like two dollars or whatever. Then I saw the same buns, with, but with sesame seeds, and they were also $2. You know what that means? That means that sesame seeds are worthless, and some stupid guy is farming them, probably in Saskatchewan. <laughs> uh, yeah, last time I was in Saskatchewan, my girlfriend, just to like prove the void, just stood in a field, so we took some photos of her standing with nothing behind her in the void. <laughs> just an empty field as far as the eye can see. Like, my mom had a place in Saskatchewan that instead of having an address, had a longitude and latitude. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, you know, the, the range roads around here do have, uh, like, uh, a logical system about them, but I, I, I have no idea what it is. I just stay to, like, the main highways, because otherwise you will get lost, because, well, there's no landmarks. Like, I've done some driving through there, well... Literal driving, the only place I've ever drawn, drone, driven, drove, drove before. <laughs> so, for all our viewers who aren't aware of this story, me and my dear co-host went to driving school together. And what happened is he got a license and I did not. Oh man, you were like two hours away from getting a license and then you moved. <laughs> yep. And now it's like if I want to try again A. I would need to have someone to practice with where my brother having moved to Ontario no longer has a vehicle because why would you Mm. and my girlfriend being a sensible human being isn't about to just sacrifice her car to my whims so I'm going to need you to move out here and teach me how to drive to go full circle (laughs) on this story (laughs) that'd be great okay thanks It'd 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 be a winter miracle and with that, shall we get into our episode proper? I guess I should probably, you never asked what was new with E, but my cat got a catnip toy, and my brother said it looked like a 500-pound man trying to open a bag of chips, and that really hurt my feelings. 
that really hurt your feelings. Well, that people does make sound fun of my cat terrible. because he's large, but honestly, he's just full of undemotional holiday joy. And that's why he shakes like a bowl of jelly, not because I feed him too much. <laughs> All right. So to start this Christmas special list, my personal favorite Christmas special, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. It takes place between Christmas and New Year's. And unlike like Die Hard, where it's like, well, yeah, it's a Christmas movie because it took place during Christmas. Nah, they actively acknowledge it's Christmas. There's Christmas themes the moral of the story is coming together to move past war. It's actually a very Christmas movie. Which is kind of shocking that it hits most of the Christmas movie tropes while being Gundam. While being Gundam. So, what's your favorite Christmas special, sir? Oh. Well, I mean, uh, the original uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is, is just kind of a like a, like a classic. That is um, fair. But how are your feelings on the live-action adaptation of that? Uh, it's, it's, it's all right. I mean... Uh, they tried. Jim, Jim Carrey is... is a fantastic Dr. Was, Robotnik. Jim Carrey at least was born in Canada. I mean, he, he, people say he's Canadian, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a dual citizenship. <laughs> uh, but regardless, I, uh, I, I still somewhat enjoy Jim Carrey. Uh, he was an excellent Dr. Robotnik. Like the and, uh, trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 dropped recently, which will probably be when they watch the Six Months in a Hill. So I'll be like, yeah, we know we saw the movie. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, you know, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas is, is definitely a classic that isn't terrible. Uh, but there are some terrible classics out there, like The Cricket on the Hearth. Oof, I'm not Don't... familiar. Please give me a, like, do one of those, like, terrible movie summaries where you just use two sentences and just like, for example, two best friends travel far in New Zealand to destroy a piece of jewelry. Uh, Jiminy Cricket starts telling a Christmas story, uh, and then it turns into a psychedelic acid trip. <laughs> Perfect. Flawless description. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pretty bad, bad special. I mean, um, you can't mention Christmas specials without also mentioning the Star Wars Christmas special, uh, which also happened. was on the list of, of bad Christmas specials. Redacted. This got redacted. <laughs> but we're right, on right, the topic right. of Star Wars I'm going to pivot into how Doctor Who has a Christmas special every year and it's funny is because it's Doctor Who which has been going on far longer than my lifespan and will go forever mm. into infinity some of the more recent ones he started to be like I just hate this holiday because some crazy adventure happens every Christmas without fail sometimes I just want to like drink some hot chocolate and relax but no there's always an adventure every Christmas without fail what is it about Christmas and the character started to go mad from the knowledge that every single Christmas a ridiculous adventure will happen and there's nothing he can do to prevent it or she can do to prevent it uh so uh <clears throat> there is actually a um a fandom wiki page for Christmas specials and when you mentioned Gundam Wing Christmas special I looked up to see if they had like anime specials on there but apparently uh, whoever created this Christmas special wiki, they're they're not uh, anime nerds. 
The funniest thing about the Endless Vaults Christmas special is it's like objectively one of the best Gundam products they've ever made. Like Gundam Wing Endless Vaults is just probably their best movie, full stop. Partly because instead of trying to make it six movies about Char's origin, calling it Gundam the Origin and never having a Gundam show up, it's one movie that does the thing and they're like, if Gundams were never seen again, we're done, it's over. Like they're literally like, and Gundams in this timeline were never seen again, we're done, go home. But you know, I'm I'm fairly certain that I I have seen a ton of Christmas specials, uh, because like every animated kids show ever has a Christmas special or like you know Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't I can't recall recall a Christmas special in particular off the top of my head. But they definitely have episodes that fall in it. Like they had one about Christmas caroling. They had one where they straight up did Die Hard, just straight up. It's like, right, well, right. the terrorists aren't German, it's five instead of nine, and it's a department store, not a tower, but it's most definitely my favorite movie come to life, I believe was the quote. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, I remember that episode now. <laughs> like, another... So, I love the Futurama Christmas specials. They don't do them yearly, mm. but the Xmas concept of Santa that judges everyone too naughty and sl- guns them down from his machine gun sleigh is just peak entertainment. <laughs> His body's full of jelly, like nitroglycerin. It's just, it's beautiful. <clears throat> Simpsons never quite nailed the Christmas specials, though. Like, their Halloween specials are iconic. Their Christmas specials, eh. They never just quite got to that one well. So, uh, but alright, so uh, I'm, I'm going to go through this list of classics as, as per the Christmas special wiki. Perfect. Uh. Right. Have you seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? So, that went from being my childhood favorite of warm memories with my little Rudolph figurine I held tight to being a weird eldritch horror, and I don't know when or where that transition happened. Uh, it's definitely an animation-style thing. Uh, stop animation is super cool and interesting, uh, but people have definitely used some weird artistic choices uh, for their character design. Not just that, but that movie, when you actually critically examine it, is very weird. So we have an elf that wants to be a dentist, which is a very, very obvious, meta- unsubtle metaphor, as his parents disown him for him wanting to be a dentist instead of an elf. We just have <laughs> some lunatic guys licking for peppermint. We have a yeti for some reason. It's just like, it just is weird, nothing to do with Christmas. Wasn't in the original song who wrote this madness with his nose that it's not that the nose lights up is that it makes the sound of nails on a chalkboard in a blender. <laughs> Why does it make that noise? Why lights aren't supposed to make noise. Maybe like a soft buzz. All right. So the second, second classic on their list is a Charlie Brown Christmas. So I, you have to have seen that one. Uh, I, I, Almost definitely have seen that one. I definitely know the 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 meme about the sad Christmas tree, but that can hardly support the one uh, ornament. <laughs> I mean, I definitely like in Christmas preparation. My girlfriend gave me. I think I just said that in song with the background tune being for the first day of Christmas. My girlfriend gave like that just synced up. <laughs> I just need to pause and appreciate the universe for a second. Mm-hmm. All right, so ignoring the background cue messing with me so we have this fiber optic tree it's like it doesn't plug in but you have a tree and i'm like 
immediately pictured that tree with the ornament, even though it's a much nicer tree, just the visual before I opened the box of the tree doesn't quite light up. I just had to picture that tree. <laughs> so I'm going to say, oh man, we need to start rating these. Let's say like, we'll go with a star system. I'm going to give it five out of five stars, Charlie Brown Christmas special. All right. I mean, I can definitely agree with that. I think I think they nailed the Christmas special, but they I really did not like the the Halloween special in that case. That is fair. Uh, many of the shows that we mentioned have better Halloween specials than Christmas specials, but Charlie Brown is definitely a better Christmas special than All Halloween. Right. And to retroactively rate Rudolph, I'm going to say 5, losing 1 star every 4 years. So, <laughs> it started at perfect 5 and now it's sitting at like a 2. It's deeply unfortunate. <laughs> deeply unfortunate. <clears throat> Alright, and then there's uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Five out of five. Perfect movie. Every time it's homaged in anything. Like, they did a Ruby Chibi Christmas special where Rowan Torchwick's heart grew three sizes and it put him in immense pain and they have to call an ambulance because it's bad for your body. <laughs> so, Grinch Stealing Christmas. Iconic in all of its forms. No matter how you parody it, how you do it, flawless. Like, I'd even give the Jim Carrey movie a solid 4 out of 10. They did a better job being live-action than Avatar, to say the least. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, the modern culture isn't quite as happy with Dr. Seuss as we as we were in my, my childhood, but but uh, I think How the Grinch Stole Christmas... Uh, well, I like I, how it's actually a, about specifically, hey, you stole our material things, but that's not what this is about. I'm like... You're right, Christmas special. There's been so many Christmas parodies that once in a while you need the original. Kind of like you need actual Superman to exist so you can do 18 shows of edgy evil Superman. <laughs> like you need a Christmas special to base your Christmas special parodies off of. Alright, so the next one on our list. Uh, Frosty the Snowman, which is Did another one. Did you see one the Ryan George of... video last night? <laughs> uh, the... The range. Oh, Bo, building the snowman. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my thoughts on Frosty Snowman. It is a dark eldritch <laughs> concept. It doesn't look like a person. Why are you using coal? This is clearly some sort of dark ritual to summon forth the Krampus. Zero out of ten, five stars. Do not teach children this arcane art form. It's about a person melting and dying that you brought to life. But I will say, it did get is the origin of my favorite insults. He's basically three trash ba bags brought to life by a magic top hat. <laughs> that is pretty funny so I'm going to rate this 3 trash bags out of 5 I would agree because it is definitely one of those Eldritch Horror type uh, animation styles So, and what and is then, the message here bring something to life so it can live for a while then die <laughs> like what are we teaching with this <laughs> and coal is not good eyes why not use like eggs and paint pupils on them or something oh that'd be interesting so, what do we got next? Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, which I... So, that's such a generic Christmas special. I'm imagining three Christmas specials, and I cannot tell you which one it is. It is an hour-long length stop-motion stop Christmas special. Uh, so... <laughs> like... Following the newsreel stating how children around the world are preparing for the arrival of Santa Claus, we are introduced to the narrator... Uh, when his truck breaks down, he tries to tell the story of, of how Santa, of the Santa, in response to several letters from children. Um, mm. Yeah, that's too generic. I can't even recall, so I'm going to give it five question marks out of five. 
Uh, it kind of looks like stop animation Oliver Twist combined Three with Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Two question marks out of five? Two question marks out of five. What do we got next? <laughs> well, all of these classics seem to be the stop motion animation. <laughs> Uh, and then the final classic on their list is The Year Without Santa Claus. I don't recall that one. Uh, it's from 1974 by the same people who did all these other stop animation Christmas specials. I mean, most of them outdate me, but I that one never made it to me. Um, let's see. Is there a generic summary here? Uh... The Year Without Santa Claus is a story told by Mrs. Claus of the year there almost wasn't a Christmas. That also sounds fairly generic. Uh, then again, this is probably the classic of trope. Southtown, a small community in the south. I have a feeling what happened to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that sentence alone, I'm like, hmm, I think this movie might have got redacted, but I could be wrong. In the comments, if I just read one sentence off Wikipedia and falsely judged your movie, please feel free to correct me. Oh, uh, you're, you're actually on Wikipedia? Because, like, I'm literally on a fandom wiki page. Nice. <laughs> Alright, what is on to the next one? Uh, so th those are all the classics. Although, how exactly these Disney ones are not classic, uh, <laughs> Miss Carol? Uh, let's go to a great one that I want to give 5 out of 5 elves. The movie Elf. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fair. The elf, elf is probably one of the, the best, most wholesome uh, Will Ferrell movies ever made. And the basis of your best D and D character. All right, so I'm gonna take over asking you Christmas specials, <laughs> and I'm just gonna pick them at random of what I decide is a Christmas special. Die Hard. Okay. How would you rate uh, Die Hard? Um. Die Hard is a, a movie that was written. <laughs> Have you not seen a, Die Hard? No, 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 no. I've seen Die Hard, uh, and it, but it's it's it just happens to be set around Christmas. So it's not exactly. I don't know, like. However, people they did may make disagree. an animated it's not version really. literally called Die Hard, a Die Hard Christmas. That is a thing that exists. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> um, people love Die Hard. But if you look at it more critically with a with a modern mindset, um, it it doesn't really hold up to scrutiny. All right, how many yippee kaiyes are you giving it out of five? Mm, I'd probably only give it like two. All right, here's my next non-traditional Christmas movie: Gremlins. Uh, Gremlins. Um, Definitely a movie my parents would not let me watch as a kid, since oh, no. they wouldn't even let me watch Teenage Ninja Turtles. Well, I'm just going to give that one five sad childhoods out of five. If you've <laughs> never seen Gremlins, that's just sad. And I'm sad for you. But wait, so Gremlins, uh, the main father character gives his son a gremlin and tells him not to feed it after midnight? That's the one? Yeah, it, the gremlin was a Christmas present. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. Christmas everywhere. All right, let's go to Saw Point Zero, Home Alone. How would you rate that? Oof. <clears throat> well, uh, surprisingly, uh, that wasn't on the list of classics for some reason. <laughs> Fools. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but, but that is another movie. Um, uh, Ryan George, one of our favorite YouTubers. Yep. Uh. For Home Alone 2, which is the kind of the continuation of, of, of the story of Home the Alone 1, was in you know, that. the same, 
the same villains come back, and George does a bit about how uh, they should actually be like uh, <laughs> immortal, like Christmas monsters, <laughs> because of all of the the death traps that they survive. Because Kevin McAllister, not up nice to be the saw to, guy. We uh, all know this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely grows up to be Jigsaw, for sure. <laughs> Alright, here's my next one for you. The Nightmare Before Christmas. You know how we Ooh. keep talking Christmas specials, Halloween specials. Here's the one that's objectively somehow the best of both of them. Uh, it always makes me think of James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> which is not a Christmas special or a Halloween special. Although that but one I will was give that one four out of five peaches. <laughs> Um, yeah, people loved uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and it, it the soundtrack was pretty good, so... For, I would definitely give it a 4 out of 5. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give it 4 red and black candy canes out of 5. <laughs> yeah, alright. Alright, next I got on this list, Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians? Have you not seen Rise of the Guardians? I have not. So it's literally about badass Russian Santa... Australian Easter Bunny, Emo Jack Frost, and it's about Russian Santa beating a pinch. Like, his, like, biceps are tattooed naughty and nice. Like, do yourself a favor and watch it this holiday season is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll right. see, what I, see what I can do. Alright, next one I got on my list is Batman Returns, which is the Tim Burton Christmas Batman movie with the Penguin. Uh... I never really thought of it as a, as a Christmas movie. There's a lot. They uh, but literally kiss right, under the mistletoe. It, it, it definitely uh, is a Christmas movie. That's surprisingly I, I really also enjoy. done by Tim Burton, who both loves Christmas and gothic architecture. <laughs> he loves Christmas, gothic architecture, and Johnny Depp. <laughs> These are facts. <laughs> So I would give Batman... Re Actually, Batman Returns is, like, I say it's a very underrated Batman movie. I give it, like, four bat signals out of five. Eh, 3.5. If I give it four, that'd be the same score as Batman Dark Knight Rises, and that feels almost unfair. Hmm. I, I think that Batman Returns is probably better than Dark Knight... Right? Well, no, wait, wait, Dark Knight Rises isn't... Is no, Batman Begins is the one that I like. I did not really like Batman rises that much so yeah like batman returns is surprisingly high rated hmm. yeah. according you to this list underrated? edward scissored hands is a christmas movie because huh. tim burton loves christmas and gothic horror <laughs> the christmas gothic horror and johnny depp that is all the checkbox <laughs> right so have you seen edward scissored hands or just <laughs> know of it because it's iconic I've definitely seen it, uh, but uh, not recently. Uh, I don't know, what what's the most recent movie that Tim Burton's even made? Because that like we're, we're we're still in the classics territory for sure. Oh yeah, like Edward Scissorhands, which for the record I'm gonna give I'm gonna say six out of ten scissors because each one's two things. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like Edward Scissorhands? I, th I thought it was a, a delightfully... Uh, I think part of it is I wasn't quite movie. old enough to appreciate it. I'd probably like it more going back to it. Mm. 
Let's Are see. you secretly just making a list of, of classic Christmas movies to watch with your girlfriend? I am not, because A, we'll probably do Rise of the Guardians, and B, she'd have a better <laughs> Christmas list than me. Ooh, that's a good point. How is Mean Girls considered a Christmas movie? I'm on this list of Christmas movies and Mean Girls showed up. I'm like, no, you're not a Christmas movie. There's one Christmas scene in it. I mean, uh, Mean Girls, five fetch out of five, but does not belong on this list. Tangentially, uh, there was a Mean Girls 2, and it was awful. No, there wasn't. I redacted it from history. I very rarely use my time powers, okay? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Let's see. I'm seeing if any of these others touch up. It's like Chris, not non-traditional Christmas movies. Do you have any traditional ones on the next category, or did you make it all the way through? Uh, well, I mean, there are. Okay, so we we didn't actually. Well, maybe we don't want to go through the Disney. Oh, well, well, we could go okay. through the Disney. Let's anger half of my fan base here and just get bad reviews to Disney movies. Well, I mean, there's there's only five on this list. Mickey's Christmas Carol was the first one. Yeah, no, that gets like two out of five, maybe. It was okay at best. Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2. Winnie the Pooh Christmas specials just never quite did it for me. I mean, you can talk <laughs> about how Winnie the Pooh explores the emotional spectrum and is trend setting on how to deal with depression, but not for the Christmas specials. Hey, it was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Old Children's Programs in 1992. The fact that they refused to give her an award to Avengers Endgame, which could buy and sell the entirety of Puerto Rico, means these awards are rigged. <laughs> it's like, wait, you get, out of after every Marvel movie and after you can now buy and sell Middle Earth, you're, you're honestly telling me that Tony Stark at no point deserved an award for any of his performances? That's some bullshit. <laughs> uh... A Very Possible Christmas. I don't know what that is. It's the Kim Possible Christmas special. Oh, yeah, no, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kim Possible is great. Also, Kim they Possible managed to go an entire show without a romantic subplot when it was just right there, and I give so much respect if they can manage to not do that. <laughs> like, that just gives a star to any performance if they don't throw a romantic subplot at me. Uh, all right, all right. So the next, uh, I didn't realize that Nick and let uh, Kim Possible was was on the Disney Channel, but I guess it was. Yeah, Disney Channel will occasionally have things that are better than they deserve to be, like Gargoyles and Owl House. For once in a while, you're just like, I was expecting to watch Lion King two more Lion King, and then you gave me an actual good show. <laughs> uh. So next on the list, Phineas and Ferb Christmas Vacation. I mean, oof, I'm not even going to touch that one, so I'm just going to, what do you rate it? You haven't been giving out very many scores. Uh, that is definitely true. Uh, Phineas and Ferb is a show that I uh, have never really seen, actually, so. Yeah, I've seen bits of it. I know it's super popular to anyone who missed out on Dexter's Lab and Ginny Me Neutron, because it was the natural <laughs> evolution of that thought train. Right. But tragically, Jimmy Neutron and Dexter's Lab existed in my childhood, so Phineas and Ferb loses some points. Well, uh, I mean... So I'm mm, going to give it a cannot give an honest review out of 10. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really look like uh, these people. These people, their, their collection of uh, Christmas specials on the, on the fandom, I, I don't know if there's just not enough uh, 
fans of Christmas specials or what, but their list is pretty lacking. The last item on the list of Disney Christmas specials is Prep and Landing, which... Wayne and Lanny, the Christmas elves in Prep and Landing. Apparently, uh... I got nothing on that one. It's just a uh, uh, completely unique, like a... Uh, oh, here's a random Christmas special that I avoided think... all these lists. Polar Express. What? Okay, maybe that's on this list, because they do just have a list of Christmas... Let's see. That's uh, Paramount or 20th Century Fox? Oh. Uh. Nope. Uh, Home Alone's in their movies list. Because the Polar Express was definitely a Christmas special. And it managed uh, to say absolutely nothing. Oh, there. Warner, Warner Bros. Warner Bros. did the Polar Express. And they did Elf. So here's <laughs> another question for you while we're doing Christmas specials. What was the best version you've seen of A Christmas Carol? The best version I've seen of A Christmas Carol? Because Three Ghosts Haunt You has worked its way into every form of media ever made. Because the real season's message here is we should eat the 1%. Because <laughs> I don't think it's Jim Carrey this time. No offense, Jim Carrey. But A oh. Christmas Carol's been done. Like, the Flintstones one was pretty peak. Hmm. Uh, the best version of the Christmas Carol that I've ever... Right. I know a Team Four Star definitely did a Three Ghosts Bothering Vegeta. And they were Nappa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember that. That was a... <clears throat> Team Four Star had some pretty excellent content, that's for sure. Like, I'm probably going to watch The Christmas Tree of Might, which I rate... Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan out of 10. <laughs> like, that's on my Christmas list, is them dubbing over the Tree of Might movie and making the substantially better Christmas Tree of Might movie. <laughs> um, that's definitely a, a pretty good Christmas special. But, like, compared to the um, original Tree of Might movie, it's not even fair. There's just the better movie all in all. <laughs> they just made it better. Yeah, I, you are right. The three three ghosts of Christmas uh, is a trope at this point. But I just I'm having a hard time thinking of any any examples of it myself. Let's see if I can find a list because we live in the internet. Ooh, that is a good point. I do just have a pocket computer. I mean, phone. So whenever your teacher's growing up, like, you won't always have a calculator pocket. <laughs> Idiots. Well, I mean, we do always have calculators in our pocket. They can just also cheat for us, too. <laughs> All right. So I found a list that's literally, specifically a Christmas Carol, where there's Scrooge from 1970, Rich Little's mm -hmm. A Christmas Carol, The Stingiest Man in Town Animated, Mr. Magoo Christmas Special, Bugs Bunny Christmas Carol, Christmas Carol the Musical, Mrs. Scrooge, Christmas Carol the Movie, Robert Zimpkins A Christmas Carol, FX's A Christmas Carol, <laughs> Mickey's Christmas Carol, A Flintstones Christmas Carol, A Christmas Carol 1999 with Patrick Stewart, A Christmas Carol 1997 Animated, which I think I've actually seen, with Tim Curry voicing Scrooge, Muppets <laughs> Christmas Carol, 
A Christmas Carol Again, 1984. Scrooged, which was Bill Murray, a TV network exuber, trying to make a Christmas special. A Christmas special. Scrooge, 1935, with just eyebrows for days. 1938, we have one. 1951, we have one. So those are what's literally called a Christmas Carol. It doesn't count if it's just like a little episode segment in a show. But now that we're reaching the end of our podcast, this undescript holiday season, possibly in September, what was your mm-hmm. favorite Christmas special? Uh, well, didn't didn't we open with this? That I said it was it was the original Grinch stole Christmas. You are correct. So let's move on to today's random dragon question of the week. Well, okay, what was your first favorite Christmas special, though? Gundam Wing Endless Walt still wins. I mean, fight yeah, me okay, on it. It was just me. like, they redefined 2D animation in that movie. Like, they have a scene firing a giant cannon while going through atmospheric reentry while people stand below in Christmas hats. Like, peak, peak <laughs> Christmas. Like, I want more of that in my Christmas movies. Like, I-, I think that most Christmas movies need more lightsaber battles and hyper-mega cannons being fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, what's our random dragon question of the week? Do, 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 do. Random dragon question. And our question comes in What is your most unpopular opinion about dragons? My most unpopular opinion about dragons? I will start this one that Yoshi is a dragon. People will fight me. I've been told dragons can't wear shoes, dragons can't have turtle shells on their back, dragons aren't born on Dinosaur Island, dragons don't eat fruit, dragons hoard gold, dragons have wings that aren't fluffy and feathery. Nah, Yoshi is a dragon, I stand by. (laughs) Um, I I might be wrong on this, uh, but uh, I believe in the past episode we mentioned the... um, Dragonheart, I think it was, with Sean yes. Connery, plays the CGI dragon. Sean um, Connery. And uh, I, for some reason, I have the feeling that that movie was poorly reviewed, but I, I loved it. You are not alone on that one, but it is probably. Let's pull up our friends at Rotten Tomatoes here. <laughs> the Killers of Cowboy Bebop live action. <laughs> it is okay. dead now. It'll never get a second season. I blame Rotten Tomatoes. Fair enough. <laughs> Let's see what they think of our friend Dragonheart. Dragonheart. Rating 50%. Ooh. So, yes, so, you, statistically speaking, you are right. It is an unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. We move into our random question of the week and make sure to send in your random questions and random dragon questions for your chance to win a Waltz of Blades Digital Deluxe Edition. It's digital and deluxe. You can read it in the bath, on the train, on a plane, if you, um, on a tablet, on a smartphone, on an illegally modified Nintendo Wii console using chipping technology by using an ex-save state exploit blade in Waltz, uh, Twilight Princess HD. Whatever your means of device for reading this ebook. <laughs> All right, a random question, and this one's going to hurt you on a personal level. What is something mm. you can never seem to finish? Ooh, what is something I can never? Well, okay. Well, I mean, let's first let's let's turn to you because uh, see what what you think you can never finish. So I have two answers. First, a fully playable board game I actually print out and test. 
Mm-hmm. Second, a conventional meal at a restaurant these days. So they'll give you fries, a giant burger, and they'll fill up the plate so much that I always have like either a little takeout or I give up. I just can't eat an adult portion size at a restaurant in one sitting. Just can't do it. Hmm. Like, I'll be like, steak, potatoes, and lobster, that sounds great, and then I'll have one of those three items left over. <clears throat> yeah, I just can't eat a full-size restaurant meal in one sitting. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I mean, there are there are a select few video games that I have gotten through to 100%, uh, but... Uh, completionist runs of video games where I'm just like, yeah, I just want to try and find everything. And, and then I just, I can never seem to actually get all the way through. Cause I just get like, I get like mm, 75% complete. And then it was like, uh, like, uh, super Mario odyssey. Oh, I love that game. 999 power moons. That's it's like fantastic. Uh, but I, I, I don't think I'll ever actually finish it. Yeah, I have a similar way where sometimes I'll get super into a game and complete it, but the vast majority of my collection is, like, I even did a stream of Mega Man X the other week. Follow us mm -hmm. on Twitch, make sure to click that follow button, cost you nothing, makes me nickels. And <laughs> I made it to the final boss and, I'm like, and I lost one, so I'm like, well, I've already beaten this boss before, so I'm just going to call it. But when I was a kid, every single Mega Man game, I'd make it to the last boss lose on the last boss because it's a massive difficulty spike and be like, well, is the ending really going to be worth it in this game? I've beaten it. And then just give up and play it years later. <laughs> so beating final bosses in Mega Man games is a weakness of mine because it's just such a huge difficulty spike. And they're so cruelly designed that once you use your healing items, they're just gone and you don't get no more healing items. It's deeply tragic. Uh, Dark Souls is a game that I can hardly even start to fit, like seem to start the game. Because it's like, all right, I'm going to be super awesome and dodgy, and then I die, and I'm like, oh. And I think a big part of my interest in games, if it's a co-op game with you, we will almost certainly beat it. Because we have that motivation mm -hmm. of, hey, friendship. If it's an MMO, I'll never catch up in level, and I'll give up and throw it in the void. <laughs> but like things like Metroid uh, Dread, for example, I made it pretty far into, but I haven't completed yet. Because I just kind of got distracted. And then would have to remember where I was at and what I was doing. And I already saw all the cutscenes on the internet before the game came out. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> that final cutscene is just so, like... Awesome. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about because I spoiled myself. But I think that's where we're going to wrap up tonight's episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And I legitimately hope, as a direct <laughs> ramification of watching this episode, someone in some tropical country in August gets to this episode it's like you know what i do deserve a rum and eggnog and some gingerbread cookies and to watch gundamling in those vaults <laughs> uh yeah that, that sounds like an excellent christmas in august everyone say warm loved and festive have a good time bye